All right, peace family. Welcome to the Power Call. Uh, this is the Friday Power Call. Today we got a special guest, Brother Willie Muhammad, and he's going to be speaking on out of New Orleans. Uh, where is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? And where is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in Scripture? You may hear us say uh, the divine warner and guide and uh, Messiah and I miss today. And many of our people like, man, what are y'all talking about? What, did you, what do you mean? When we heard the minister during the swan song, we hear him during certain lectures say, I am. Uh-oh, they like, hold on now. What is he talking about? Oh, come on now. I was with you on everything else. So we want to bring some clarity today and show you right in the scripture where you can find these brothers. But before we get started, let me share this video from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I want y'all to hear an audio uh, from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Here we go. See? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. You're looking for Jesus, and he's hiding in plain sight. You don't know him. I am the little Jesus that walked among you, did miracles among you. The Million Man March was a miracle. Look at the multitudes that came out to see and hear Farrakhan. And all the while that they came to see and hear Farrakhan, what were the Jewish people thinking about me? It's right in your scriptures. All you have to do is take Jesus from yesterday and put him in today where he properly belongs. Jesus of yesterday was a prophet, not the Messiah. The Messiah comes at the end of the world of Satan. So, God, I've done Jesus' work among you. I don't, I don't talk about myself like I'm somebody great. You remember Huey Newton? I went to visit him and I took some of the believers, the minister from Los Angeles and the captain from Los Angeles and others, we all went to see Huey. When we got to Huey's apartment, his man came to the door and he said, well, you can't come in unless you submit to a search. Well, that was no problem with me. We search everybody. So if my brother is valued in the sight of those who love him, I don't mind you searching me. I'm not carrying anything to hurt my brother. So I submitted to the search. Woo! Did my brothers eat my flesh? The messenger called me out to Chicago. 
and he's whipping me. And he has my brothers right there watching the whipping. Here you are. My national representative. I put you in a million dollar house. And you go to this neuter gender and get down on your knees. I'm making you like the Pope. Listen, listen, listen. The Pope don't accept questions like he's some common ordinary man. Pope come out and give you the encyclical, give you what he got to say and move on. If you got a question, you got to see the Pope. He said, I'm making you like the Pope. Listen, listen. And there you are bending your knees and bowing down to a neuter gender. Neuter means somebody that don't know who he is. He ain't this or that. And then after he beats me some more, he said, here you are, second only to myself, bowing down. And he whipped me some more. He said, you fell off the log, brother. And when you're on a log and you fall off, you can't get up by yourself. You need help to get back up. Look at your leader. I'm, you second only to me. They asked me to come to the White House. And I wrote them a letter and told them that I live at 4847 Woodlawn Avenue. You want to come and see, want me to, to see me, you come to where I live. I'm not going to no White House. So he's trying to tell me, don't bow down to this world. I'm making you greater than all of them. I took the whipping and came out stronger, came out better. I never had a negative thought about my teacher. So what am I facing now? I'm facing crucifixion. Because if I say, I'm a little Jesus. See, the big one, he's with the Savior on the wheel. You can't get to him. I'm his representative. You can get to me. So I told my Omega brothers, my Omega brother here, Brother Marion, are you here? But I got, I got a lot of wonderful Omega brothers. They gave me the purple robe of the founder of Omega Sci-Fi. They draped me with a robe. 
and a Jewish rabbi came to my hotel room in New York, Harry Belafonte sitting there with me. And he brought me a gift, a gift of a chalice on a silver plate calling me the Messiah. When I first read it, I said, oh man, he's off. This ain't for me, this is for my teacher. I was so far away from seeing myself. But the messenger says, when you find out who you are, you're gonna have to struggle to hold yourself down. I know now who I am. I know. that I'm about to be taken. I know that. All right, so that was the minister. The Honorable Muhammad going to be a little bit shorter, and then we're going to get right to Brother Willie. The Apostle, in the scriptures, it talks of the, the Christ, and it refers to the Christ as God in the flesh or God incarnate, this Christians. But that this Christ was a man raised from the dead. Yes, you said that man, right? Yes. You're talking yes. with him. I'm yes. the Christ. Yeah, I bet you witnessed this message. Yes, sir. I bet you witnessed Yes. Yes, and I want to be a good Second. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, family. So listen, let's uh let's give Brother Willie a warm round of applause as he comes down and shows us where he is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the scripture. All praises due to Allah. Can you all hear me well? Yes, sir. So in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, who we believe appeared to us in the person of Master Farah Muhammad, we thank Almighty God Allah for his coming. We thank Almighty God Allah for his raising up the most humble and honorable Elijah Muhammad. We also thank them both for their preparation and leaving one in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In addition to thanking Almighty God Allah for his coming and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad being raised and their leaving the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in our midst, I want to personally thank all of them for each and every one of you all, because each and every one of you all who are on here are a result of Master Farad Muhammad's coming, the work of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the continued work of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I want to thank Almighty God Allah for each and every one of you and for everything you have done and for everything that you are striving to do in the, name, in the names of those great men. And I'd like to greet you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. Assalamualaikum. So we're going to get right to it, brothers and sisters. Let me share my screen. All right, let me. All right, can you all see it? 
Yes, sir. All right. So and I thank Brother Ben for the work that he's doing. And I'm honored, brother, to uh to be a part of this opportunity to present, man. I love teaching. And outside of being a student minister of Muhammad Mosque number 46, striving to be, I'm also an educator. So I, I love the sharing process, especially being able to, it's nothing like being able to teach on a subject or present on a subject to an audience that has a desire to learn. And that's what I see this power group is. So for those who don't know, trying to get this thing out the way it, it stays, this thing for which McCall. For those who don't know, you see um, student minister Muhammad Mosque number 46. You can follow us at Instagram Mosque underscore 46 on Twitter Mosque 46, YouTube Mosque 46 AV. And you see our website at mas46.org. And if you're ever, ever in the city of New Orleans, please make sure you stop by and visit your home. All right. So we get to this. This next part. Uh, is that thing blocking? Is the thing at the bottom blocking any part of it? Uh, I can see the whole screen. OK. All right. So here are the objectives. What we want to accomplish by the end of this presentation, a lot willing. To explain our view of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, excuse that typo, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm saying our view because I know there may be some on here who are not, quote unquote, registered members of the Nation of Islam. And there are some who may see this who are not registered members. But we are sharing our view of these two men. I'm going to explain our view of the scriptures. Also to show how we, those who ascribe to the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Believe that the honorable, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan fulfill various aspects, is a key word, various aspects of the lives of the prophets in both the Bible and the Quran. And we also want to highlight some of the scriptures in either of the Bible or the Quran that we believe the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan are fulfilling. I don't know everybody's level of understanding, but with me, my style is I want to start and make start from the very basic and give those who are here something to build on. Now, of course, I can go into all of these scriptures and explain them to you, but there's some we're going to do. But I want to give each and every one of you all something that you can go and do your own study. That is very key. We can hear the lectures by the minister. We can read. I mean, we can hear the lectures by our student ministers as well, or people that we know in the mosque. But each and every believer has to do their own study. All right. So how we view them. Key part. We do not solely define nor view them, and I say them, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan as black leaders, black revolutionaries, black religious leaders. They are that in a very, very small sense, but they are way larger than that. Yeah, they're a black leader. Yeah, they can be called black revolutionaries in the sense they're making the change. Yes, they can be called black religious leaders because they speak about God. But we see them in a very simple form. I'm putting it. They are the representatives and spokespersons of God. These men are the mouthpieces and representatives of God on the planet Earth. Go further. All right. Some scriptures, a key part I want you to write down. 
and go back and study these scriptures on your own. The first is Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. It says, Moses speaking. Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise you up. God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him, end of quote. Then we have Matthew 24, verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then we have Luke 28, verse 30. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they eat, they drink, they brought, they sold, they planted, they build. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. End of quote. This Holy Quran, Surah 16, verse 36. And certainly we raised in every nation a messenger saying, serve Allah and shun the devil. Then some of them Allah got it. And for some of them remaining in error was justly due. So travel in the land when then see what was the end of the rejectors. Let me tell you why I mentioned these four verses. Because each of these verses are prophesizing about someone coming in the last day. Deuteronomy, God is spoke to Moses and Moses tell these people that God will raise. You see, I have it in the highlighted. Will raise. You see, Matthew, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be during the coming of the son of man. So that means that there will be one in the last days because the son of man comes in the last days, right? So if there will be one like Noah, so we should study the work of Noah. What was Noah's mission? What was Noah doing? What was the circumstances of the environments that existed when Noah was doing his work? Let's look at Luke chapter 28, verse 30. It says, as it was during the days of Lot, so shall it be during the coming of the Son of Man. We know that one of the titles of Master Farah Muhammad is the Son of Man, right? We also know that there's some aspects of the Son of Man, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan represent. Isn't it interesting that we're doing the time of Lot? What was Lot dealing with? Lot was dealing with homosexuality unless he was dealing with solely with homosexuality. And look at this day and time in which we live in. Now there is an emergence of that lifestyle, even more than what Lot had to deal with. Lot only had to deal with men sleeping with men. We have men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women. Men sleeping, men who want to be men, who dress like men, who dress like women still sleeping. You get the point. So when we see all of this taking place, that is because we are living in that time. And that means that there is one like Lot in our midst. Then in the Holy Quran, Allah says that we raise in every nation a messenger. Okay, then where is our messenger? Some of the people misconfuse. They say, oh, you all don't believe in Prophet Muhammad. No, we believe in Prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him. We believe that Prophet Muhammad is the he is the uh, last. We believe he was the, the seal of prophets, but a prophet and the messenger is different. We don't believe that he is the final and last messenger, but he is the last prophet because the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad said he was not raised to be a prophet. Let's go. All right. Let's look at how we view scriptures. In the word, we say scriptures, the Torah, the gospel, and the Quran, right? In the word scripture, you see the word script. 
And some definitions of the word script are as follows. A script is a written version of a play or a movie. If you're auditioning for a role, you'll get the script to practice a scene or two. Script comes from the Latin word scrabi, meaning to write, and all of its meanings have to do with something written. Then it also says the written text of a stage play, a screenplay, or a broadcast, specifically the one used in production or performance, a style of printed letters that resembles handwriting. This gives a glimpse to a degree of how we see scripture in the nation of Islam. For example, we say it's a script. So if you get a scripture and they give a script and the script deals with, as it said in the definition, it deals with somebody having a role, right? A stage play. So let's just look at this. You all seen this movie, Training Day. What was the overall plot of this movie? Can somebody tell me? Yes, they on mute. Bro. You, you all, can type you it in. You all Go should ahead. be able to unmute yourselves now if you guys want to uh, unmute. Crooked cop. Crooked cop, right? Now, who played the role of the villain? Denzel. Denzel. And we know that the white guy was the quote-unquote hero, right? We know that they had a victim. The setting, it took place in California. I think in Compton, one of those areas. So let's go back. If we see a, if the Bible is, the, the, the scriptures are script in it, then let's look at all of these things that we read in the Bible. Who will play the role of Jesus? Who will play the role of Pharaoh? Who will play the role of Herod? Who will play the role of Mary? Who will play the role of um, Lazarus, right? So when we go further, we'll do this knowledge check. You can type it in the chat. True or false? Those who ascribe to the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as divine men who fulfill aspects of the lives of the prophets mentioned in the Bible and the Quran. Then the second question, those who ascribe to the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad believe in the truth of the Bible and believe that the majority of the Bible is symbolically written about people and events that are taking place in this time. Is that true or is that false? Both of them true. Praise be to Allah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I want to do the knowledge check to make sure I'm just not talking and we're not getting it. So let's look at this. The scripture also contains what is called prophecy, right? Prophecy is a statement that says what is going to happen in the future. And they give an example. The minister suggested that the dire prophecies of certain leading environmentalists were somewhat exaggerated, right? These doom and gloom prophecies are doing little to help the economy. So it's talking about something that's going to happen. One of the key things that we have to understand, brothers and sisters who read the scripture, is how to interpret and understand prophecy. And I want to give you an example. I use this example often when we've been teaching about this. Let's say that there is a book called the R&B Rhythm and Blues Bible. You know what rhythm and blues is, right? Singing, black people. Let's say in this book, the prophets speak about the music industry experiencing a great decline in the quality of music. The stage performance of the artists has just gotten horrible. In the book of Pluto, and there's a prophet, his name is Prophet Future. 
He condemns R&B singers who put out albums that contain songs with them just breathing and snoring. Could you imagine you buy an album, you buy a CD, you streaming and all it has is the artist. He sleep in the studio and they selling that. Then in the book of Over It, prophetess Summer Walker speaks about, she speaks against R&B artists who charge high prices for concerts only to have those who purchase the tickets show up to see a large screen where music videos of the artists are played from YouTube. So the art, so so imagine that this Bible of R&B is talking about how bad the music industry has become. Now, but there's also a prophet in this book. In this book, several prophets speak of one who will be born to who will help to restore the music industry and do away with the madness that exists. In the book, The Back of My Mind, Prophetess Her, H-E-R, she writes about the person who will be born to help save the music world. Her describes this one in the following ways. This musician will be a child of destiny. From her womb, she will produce blue-colored poison ivy. She will be married to a goat that has the letters NY on his forehead. She will be born in a long star, long star territory. She will travel the world spreading the message of rebirth. She will make a call to single women all over the world, encouraging them to not settle for less. Right now, as we go further. This musician, as we as she talked about, we gave the descriptions. Based upon the prophetic words of this prophetess, her, as shown above, who would be this savior of the music industry? Who is she talking about? Beyonce. Beyonce. How do you know she's talking about Beyonce? By the way she described her. The way she described her. Is some of the descriptions of this one that's supposed to come, like for example, she will be married to a goat. Does do does that mean she will actually be physically married to a goat with an NY on his forehead? No, sir. Symbolic, is that right? We know that her husband is who? Who is her husband? Jay-Z, right? And we know. When they say he has an NY on his forehead, what is, what does he normally wear before he had the locks? A New York ball cap. A New York ball cap. But you see how it's symbolic? That's the same thing with scripture. Some people will take, and we know this talking about Beyonce. That's the same thing with scripture. Some people, as, a, as Allah warns us in the Quran, some people take that allegorical as being decisive and it causes them to not understand the scripture where they read about in the book of revelations a woman standing on the earth and she's clothed by the sun and some people actually there's going to be a big tall woman standing on the earth a big giant that's symbolic language and it's the same thing with this now many of you all were able to understand this beyonce because you understand you know who beyonce was so you took your knowledge of history and you compared it, you lined it up with what? Scripture. That's the way we understand prophecy. So with that principle, let's look at some scriptures that relate to the most Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan that can help us. Here we go. And here's, here's a key point. I got to do this message. 
This is a movie, Don't Be a Menace. I don't know if it's a, it's a parody about juice and menace to society and boys in the hood. But there was a part in the movie where the guy that you see, Keenan Ivory wins with the bald head, where there'll be parts in the movie, you know, like in those movies, they have a deep part where Larry Fishburne character is dropping some jewels on his son. Uh, Minister Society when when Rock was dropping some jewels on uh, uh, Old Dog and Kane. And, and it, that'd be the message part. But sometimes people miss it. So in this parody, they would have a part where when they would drop a message, Keenan Ivory Waynes would come through the window. He'll say, message. So here's the message part of this presentation. If you do not believe in the Bible and the Quran and have no desire of reading the Bible for yourself or the Quran for yourself, then trying to see how the Ambi Elijah Muhammad and the Ambi Minister Louis Farrakhan are walking in fulfillment of aspects of the lives of the prophets will be difficult to understand. Then the other part is, same goes for those of us who say we believe in the Bible but the Quran, but we spend no time reading and studying them. You're not going to get it. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that if you don't know him through the book, we do not know him. And it's the same for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as well. So we have to read the books. One of the most dangerous things that is taking place during this time, they're trying to make people believe that scriptures are no longer relevant. For black people to disregard scripture, Bible and Quran and Torah is for you and I to throw away the book that tells us how God has set up a process to get you and I out of this oppressive system. So we have to read those scriptures. And if you're not used to reading the Bible and the Quran, because you, when you first read, it could be telling you like, what are they talking about? Don't worry about that. Just start reading. Get familiar with the who, what, when, and why. So when somebody says Adam, you know what they're talking about. When somebody says Noah, you know what they're talking about. And then study the teachings of the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad, and we can help you to grow into understanding it. All right, here we go. Knowledge check. Those who subscribe to the teachings of the Ambi Elijah Muhammad believe that an essential part needed to see the Ambi Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in fulfillment of aspects of the lives of the prophets, one must believe, read, and study the scripture. Is that true? Let me get some answers. Very good, very good, very good, very good. All right, very good, very good. Let's go. Making sure y'all still woke. Here we go. All right. When I try to teach people to see the divinity or where the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is in scripture, I start from here. You know, we were taking a study tech. They tell you don't do what's called too steep of a gradient. What did you learn first in high school or not in school? Did you learn algebra first or did you learn simple mathematics, simple adding, addition, subtraction, and multiplication? Simple math, right? So you don't jump past that to go into algebra. It's the same thing. That's the same thing when I'm dealing with people about Master Farah Muhammad. Before we get into that, I got to make sure you understand that God exists in a physical form before I can tell you who is this physical form. It's the same thing. Start from the basics. And to me, one of the most simple and most effective ways that's very, very clear to show who these men are is in the stories of Moses and in the story of Aaron. So let's look. So now let's. So what you will go do, go read about Moses and Aaron in the book of Exodus. 
right? And here's some of the criteria, the qualities. Moses was from a people who were in physical bondage for 400 years. These people were enslaved in a powerful technological and most advanced country of that day known as Egypt. They were ruled by a powerful leader known as Pharaoh. Moses is said to have spoken with a stammering tongue. His people were oppressed in the targets of a shrewdly genocidal plot, meaning a wise genocidal plot where it looked like they were solely responsible for killing themselves. There were incidents of the people Moses was raised by God to save fighting each other despite being oppressed and targeted for genocide. What does that mean? Like there's something when you read in the book of Exodus, here these people were being killed by Pharaoh in a clever way. Kill the male, spare the female. And while they were under this genocidal plot, there were issues where the Hebrew children were fighting and killing each other. Does that sound familiar? Then Moses met God and was put on his mission by God, and God told him to call for separation. Moses was told by God that his people were oppressed in Egypt and that these people were the chosen people of God. Moses had a helper named Aaron who said to speak eloquently. If you have a notepad, write that word down, E-L-O-Q-U-E-N-T-L-Y. Write that word down. Moses said God told him to tell Pharaoh that he in Egypt will be punished with plagues. Now, this is the script. Remember how I say how we view scripture? Then we ask, well, who is the Moses? Who's the Pharaoh? Where will this Egypt be? Who are the children of God? Who is this Aaron? And let's see what we can make it match up. I want to go back to this scripture. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. Write that down in your notes. And you go and read this yourself. This is a Deuteronomy 18 is a very significant scripture because people use that scripture to say that this is talking about Jesus coming and this is talking about Prophet Muhammad to come. Yeah, it is talking about the Jesus and it is talking about Prophet about a Muhammad, but not the Jesus and the Muhammad that we think. So listen to what Moses said. God told him. The Lord, your God, will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. Moses is saying that God told him in a later period, God is going to raise up one like him. Then how could he raise up one? If he's going to raise up one like Moses in the later days, then they have to have some people that were in physical bondage. Right. Right. True. So look at this. Here's a point. We believe. The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad is the one like Moses who God will raise in a future time, which is now. Now, some people may be honest who may watch this video later. They may disbelieve in that. Here's the question I would ask you. Can any who disbelieve in our belief name anyone else who's, who can fit these criteria? And I just put some people, I'm not throwing shade at our brother, Dr. Umar, Dr. King, but I'm just drawing this out or any YouTube star. For people who disbelieve, much as, doc, as as fantastic as Dr. Umar is, he doesn't fulfill any of these 10. As, as some people used to think Dr. King was the Moses. But Dr. King, if we just had look at point number seven, did Dr. King call for separation? No, Dr. King called for integration. Did Dr. King say that he met God? Can Al Sharpton say that he met God? Can Barack Obama say that, uh, did he ever say God was going to punish America with plagues? 
any of those YouTube stars, you know who they are, I don't need to say their name. Do any of them fulfill any of these 10 points? Right? I hope y'all follow me. Key part, going back to this, going back to this statement. You see where it says, raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites? See, this was the real reason why Kanye West and Kyrie Irving really got in trouble. And they, they kept using that, the anti-Semitic charge and it took people away from asking the same, the, the most important question. So you are saying I'm anti-Semitic because I am saying that black people are the children of Israel? That was the question. So we're in this day and time, we're going to have more and more arguments. We, we're, notice how we're hearing more and more people now saying black people are the children of Israel. Black people are the children of Israel. You know why? Because it is that time. So Moses is going to be raised. So if people are saying the children of Israel exist today, then where's our Moses? Where's our Aaron? Here, listen to what the Mosab Elijah Muhammad said. And I'm just, he says, America has fulfilled this to the very letter and spirit with her slaves, the so-called Negroes, under the type of Israel. Meaning America is a type is a sign. America is an, is the modern Israel. The Egyptians did nothing of the kind of Israel when they were in bondage to them. He's saying that what we read about 400 about people in, 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 in Egypt, that never happened. But look at what he said. In fact, and God has taught me the Bible is not referring to the people as his people. It is referring to the so-called Negro. Who told the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad this? I need, I need to hear y'all. Who told him? Y'all should be able to say it now. God. God. God told him. That's the fine So he didn't read this out of God. So the best Noah told him, look, that Bible that y'all have, that Bible that everybody's reading all over the world, and they think that the children of Israel is in Israel. No, I'm telling you that it's the black man and woman in America from the mouth of God, the best Noah. Then when he says, remember Israel, right? Look what the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad says. I'm going to read the part that's in red. He said, no, I'm going to read, warning a people whom no warning has come before that they may walk it right. It is directed at the American so-called Negroes in North America. As Jesus comes to close to revealing the whereabouts of the most of the lost members of a great nation in these words, quote, that he was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel or in the house of Israel, end of quote. Listen to what the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad says. He did not say that he was sent to the lost Israel, but to the lost sheep in the house of Israel. Is a lost sheep in there in the house that's known as Israel. The lost sheep are not Israel. The lost sheep were in the house or government of Israel and were swallowed up by Israel so thoroughly that they were always overlook in the quote you see this picture look at the back of the american dollar why what's a what when we trace those lines what's what what is that symbol above the american dollar the american eagle it's the jewish symbol is the symbol star david. david star david it. why isn't it under it why is it on, on why is it not on the side why is it not on the left why is it not at the bottom it's at the top because, because it symbolically represents who really runs this country. 
And there's that there's documents. You can go and research with Netanyahu, a former prime minister. I think he's the prime minister now. Well, he said that America is like he said that basically like we control America and they do. So we are there in there. I hope we are getting this part. So here's some books and lectures to watch. You got to do your own homework. I can only I'm, I'm pointing you in a direction. Message to the black man and brother Ben, it just occurred to me. When I get the chance, Brother Jabril had showed me there are like five chapters in Message to the Black Man where the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad is explaining his place in scripture and defending his place. When I get it, I'm going to send it to you and you can share it with those who desire to find these men in scriptures. The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad is explaining it in Message to the Black Man. Get our Savior has arrived. Here, if you want to see who are the real children of Israel? Who are the real children of Israel? Part one, part two, and part three. And let me say this. Here's a nugget. If you want to be able to understand, let me tell you why this question, who are the real children of Israel is so important. Because if you and I can answer who are the real children of Israel, guess what else we can answer? We can answer who is the real Jesus. Because Jesus comes from the children of Israel. I hope you got that. I'm going to repeat that again. If we can answer who are the real children of Israel, one of the things that we can also determine is who is the real Jesus. Let's go. So now let's look at the Mosiah Elijah Muhammad and Moses and this Aaron and his exes. Was the Mosiah Elijah Muhammad from a people that were born in physical bondage? Yes. Did he serve a people who were in the powerful, most technological advanced country is known as Egypt then. But today, the modern Egypt is American. I'm going to show this. Was he in the place where he brought a message to a strong, powerful leader? Yes. Did he speak with a stammering tongue? Yes. Do we have a genocidal plot? Yes. Are there incidents where our people are still killing each other, even though we're being killed by the Pharaoh? Yes. Did he say he met God? Yes. Did he say God told him to separate? Yes. Was he told that the people who were oppressed in Egypt were chosen of God? Yes. Did he have a helper that speak, spoke eloquently? Yes. Did he say that God told him to tell Egypt, this modern Egypt, that they will be punished with plagues? Yes, he did. And here's some simple examples. I found this in an article. This book, this is written by this book. is a poison book. An original man, the life and times of Elijah Muhammad. But look, the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad's families their family came off of a plantation. You see what it said? The pools, that's how they spelled it. The pools share crop as did 90% of black Georgians, 1890 when uh, cotton production experienced the resurgence. Many of them worked on the behalf of their former slave masters. The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad came from a people that were in physical bondage. He was in, from Georgia. Then we say number two. Let me see if I can bring this down. I don't know if y'all, if this is in y'all way, because it's in my way. All right. These people were enslaved in a powerful, technologically advanced country known as Egypt. Go look at this is National Geographic. Ten ways to experience Egypt in DC. Wait a minute. How can I experience Egypt in DC? You know why? Because Washington, DC, which is the capital of America, much of Washington, DC is styled after Egypt. Why is that? 
this is a good book to get. Exploding the Myths, Volume 1, Nile Valley Contributions Civil of Civilization, Anthony Browder. He has a chapter showing how Washington, D.C. is set up symbolizing aspects of Egypt, the, the obliques. You, why is that the case? Because this is the modern Egypt. Next part. When they say Pharaoh in Exodus, notice, why is it that they don't mention the name of the Pharaoh in the book of Exodus? Why they don't say Pharaoh Akanan? They just say Pharaoh. Why you don't mention the name? They mention Herod in the New Testament because it's not talking about one particular man. It's talking about a ruler of a house. And that's one of the meanings of Pharaoh, the ruler of the house, one of the most powerful rulers of the world. And look what some people say. The president of the United States is often considered to be the most powerful person on earth. The U.S. is a superpower with a mighty military, nuclear weapons, the largest economy in the world and influence over the globe. That's America. That's this mighty power, this mighty Pharaoh. Then we get here. Spoke with a stammering tongue. This is from a time in what must be done. Part seven. The minister said this, quote, then Elijah Muhammad began to speak. And, you know, being a student of English and as always getting pretty good grades in English, as he spoke, I noticed that he was splitting some verbs. That verb and subject agreement were not there. And in my mind, I said to myself, hmm, this man can't speak. And he looked up at the balcony where I was and said, and what the Mosai Elijah Muhammad said to him is bearing witness to what's in the scripture. When it talks about Aaron, we're going to get to that. So in one sense. You see the Mozambique, how the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad talked, not the most eloquent, as it was say, with the language. But he was definitely, he still had, even though that, he still was able to raise a nation. Is that right? And we know that the stammering tongue also has a second meaning as well. But he fulfills that. Did Dr. King speak with a stammering tongue? Does Jesse Jackson speak with a stammering tongue? No. Here's another part. When we talk about the conspiracies. These books, We Charge Genocide, where Paul Robeson and the other guy by the name of uh, William Patterson, they went to the they went to the United Nations and filed a, uh, uh, a petition saying that America had enforced and issued a plan of genocide against black people. Go and get this book, Gary Webb, Dark Alliance. You can research. They got a movie. This is the white man who found out that they were bringing the, the the CIA was funneling drugs into the black community to pay for a war in Contra. This is what the TV series Snowfall is based upon. Go and get medical apartheid where you can read where they took they, they dumped like uh, maybe three, four, five, 20, 40,000 mosquitoes in a black neighborhood in Florida to see how it would infect black people if they get bit by these infectious mosquitoes. Look at the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's lecture, Justifiable Homicide. He had like several parts of it. Look at what Dr. Wesley in his book, Waging War by Zip Code, how food is being weaponized against us and we are getting more and more sick, how they're killing us through the food. Go and get the, if you're a part of any black organization, you need to have this book, The Cointel Pro Papers. To see how they have pit black people against um, each other and how they have systematically worked to destroy us. Go get the new Jim Crow where she talked about how they lied about this war on drugs when it was really a war against black people. In particular, it affected ill affected black men, which affected the family. Check this book out. The Color of the Law. 
where this man shows how they not how they show how they use public policy and laws to create the ghettos that we see in America. Then we have slavery by another name. All of these are just a few of the books that show that there's a conspiracy against black people in America. In addition to what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said, and these other, all these books bear witness to what our, what God told them and what they told us. Here's another part. Look at this. There's a scripture. You got to go and read the book of Exodus yourself. There's a scripture in the book of Exodus when Moses, at a time when the Jewish people were enslaved and being oppressed and being killed, Moses walks around Egypt and he finds an Egyptian beating one of his people. And if you're familiar with the scripture, Moses killed the Egyptian. That's what made Moses flee, right? But before he fled, Moses came back the next day and guess what he saw the very next day? He saw the same Egyptian he saw the same Hebrew who was being beaten by the Egyptian. Guess what he was doing? He was beating one of his own. Is that not us as a people? We upset about the man putting the knee on the neck of George Floyd, but then we killing each other while we being killed on TV, on camera phone footage. We fulfill that in the scripture. I hope y'all understanding this. Let's go. The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad said that he met with God. Message to the black man. Look what he said, quote, what is your name? He said, my name is Magdi. I am God. Can any of these other people say that they met God? The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad said that he did, and we believe it. Here, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. God told the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad, we're the chosen people of God. Key scripture, if you haven't read it, because sometimes we can come to the mosque in our study groups and we can hear people repeat the scriptures and we repeat them, but we've never picked up the Bible ourselves and read them. Go and read it. We are the chosen people of God. Listen to Moses Elijah Muhammad say, the black people of America today are called his chosen people by God himself, chosen by him to build a new government based upon truth, freedom, justice, and equality. Genesis chapter 15, verse 13 to 14. Know for a certain, for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country that's not there. In your notes, write down the number 400. I got, I'm got. i going to show you something that's in the scripture connecting this. It's going to blow your mind and bear witness to what we're talking about. But that's a key scripture. Let's go further. Did not, the Mosai, did not Moses was told by God to tell Pharaoh that I'm going to destroy you with plagues? That's what the That's what fall of America represents. And the most, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says this, quote, everything mentioned in the Bible and the Holy Quran, such as plagues and judgments taking place in ancient times of the Bible and the Holy Quran against the opponents of Allah is to warn you and me that America is, the, that, that the same thing is coming upon America and Europe, but America is number one first. That connects to Revelation 18 with a mystery Babylon. This mystery Babylon was destroyed first. Let's go. Now, didn't what did it say about Moses? It said that Moses had a help and his name was he uh spoke what eloquently, right? Listen to what the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad told the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan before he even joined the nation. The minister said, and you know, a student of English always getting pretty good grades in English. As he spoke, I noticed he was splitting some verbs that verb and subject agreement were not him. And in my mind, I said to myself, hmm, this man can't speak. 
And he looked up at the balcony where I was and he said, brother, I did not have a chance to get that mighty fine education you got. When I got to the school door, it was closing. He meant that he was a sharecropper. And when it was time to pick up, pick cotton or do things, they were needed and there was no school for black people. Listen to what the Mohammed Elijah Muhammad told the minister. Then he said, brother, quote, don't you pay any attention to how I'm saying it. You pay attention to what I'm saying. And then you take it and put it in that fine language that you know. I hope you had the opportunity to go define the word eloquent. That's that fine language. How is it that before the messenger even met the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he picked up on the thought and he looked up and said, put it in that fine language because he was his helper and he was the helper that was going to speak eloquently, right? Hope we get this. I'm trying to make it simple. Here's a key part. Oh, you're going to like this. Check this out. Do some research. Point. Here's a key point to understand. Where you find the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad in the scripture, you will find the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's a teacher and student relationship. Here's a quick research question. I want you to answer this for me. Somebody, y'all have to come, they're gonna have to come off of a, a mute. How long is the go and Google on, online? How long is the period between the book of Malachi and the Gospel of Matthew? And then the second question, who is the best student of prophet Elijah in the Bible? And the third question, whose hearts did prophet Elijah come to term? So I need somebody to answer that. When you, if you say you have number one, say I got number one. Let me know when you got it. Who has number one? How? What does the biblical scholar say the number of years between the book of Malachi and the gospel of Matthew? 400 if you got the answer. 400 years. You, you, do you hear that? 400 years. So listen to what God says in the book of Malachi, which is Malachi means my messenger. And he gives us the name of the one he's sending. He says, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day. Dreadful for 400 years we were in slavery. Great because after that 400 years, God will come. They call Guess what they call that? They call it the 400 years of silence. But God is telling us, look, I know y'all about to go through something, but I already have in my, I already have the plan of salvation for you all. I'm going to come. I'm going to punish those that had y'all for 400 years. Then I'm going to raise one up. And then remember, the book of Malachi, the book of Matthew opens up with talking about the birth of who? That's a question. Who can answer Jesus. that? Jesus. Jesus. And listen, isn't it interesting? You ever thought about this? How is it that the angel from God told Mary, name your child Emmanuel? But what did they give? What name they gave him? Jesus. Why not Emmanuel? See, that's that's more indicator. Let you know that it's symbolic because Emmanuel means God is with us. And that's fulfillment of the prophecy that God will come after that 400 years. Let's go to question number two. Who was the best prophet? Who was the best student of prophet Elijah in the Bible? Elisha. 
Elisha. Write that name down and I'm going to tell you to go study something. It's going to blow your mind. Let's get to number three. Whose hearts did prophet Elijah, according to the scripture, say he came to turn? The father's. The father's hearts to their what? Here's a, here's, a, here's a quick question to think about. Why didn't he mention the mothers? Why, God, are you sending your messenger? And one of the things he's going to do, he's going to repair the damage between the fathers and the children. Why? Do you know in the Bible, brothers and sisters, there are 42 times where it mentions a woman who's a widow. And most of the time she's a woman with a widow with a son. Elijah is sent to a woman and Elisha is sent to a woman. She's a widow and she has a son. And their sons are dying. The fathers are not there. The fathers cannot be there. If you're a widow, that means your, your, your husband is dead. He's not there. But that's also talking about the state that the black man is in or was in. It is starting to improve now because now they have studies that showing how black men more than other ethnic groups are more involved with their children. That's a result of the teachings and the presence of the nation of Islam. Turning the hearts of the fathers back to the children and vice versa. That's our work. That's how the nation of Islam say that when you read the articles, they are good at, at, at reforming black men. Why is that? Because that's what God raised us to do. One of the things. The Million Man March. Here's another thing. You want to know where he is in scripture? Check this out. Check this out. Aaron, right? The nation of Islam improved relationship between fathers and sons. Also fathers and daughters too, but we're talking about this scripture. Right. Do you know? Guess who brought the process of atonement to the children of Israel that's spoken of in the, in the Torah? Aaron. Write this down. Leviticus chapter 16, the book of Leviticus chapter 16. He introduces the process of atonement to the children of Israel. Quick question. Guess what? What date was the Million Man March on? October 16th. Is it a coincidence? And what did the what was another name for the Million Man March? The Holy Day of Atonement. Isn't it interesting that in the book of Leviticus, a man by the name of Aaron introduces in the 16th book of Leviticus, he introduces atonement to the children of Israel. And then thousands of years later, you have a man who's who is the modern Aaron. He introduces atonement to the world. To the true children of Israel And he introduces atonement Remember atonement is reconciliation He called all the men And there were men on that day Who left there I know a brother in the mosque He said it was the holy day of atonement That made him go home and repair his relationship With his father We are walking in scripture But because they think they got us thinking That all of this took in the past We don't even realize it We are walking in it Let's go further Go study this. Oh, you're going to love this. I'm going to give you a hint. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Prophet Elijah and his protege, Elisha, in the Old Testament. The first book of Kings, chapter 19. And you know when you see the number 19, we should pay attention. Read about their relationship and how they met. And then go and read about the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, how they met. Check this out. Here's a nugget. Jot this down. What did the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan give up when he met the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad? The music. Yeah, music. Music. His music. His music. 
through his music, that was the way that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was able to provide for his what? His family. 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 When you go and read, when you go and read the first Kings chapter 19 and you start reading, guess what? Guess how Elijah and Elisha met? When Elisha met, when Elisha met Elijah, check this out. When he met Elijah, we gonna wait till they you gotta mute him. When he met Elijah, Elisha said, Let me go and he said, I want to follow you, Elijah. And guess what Elisha did? They said he had oxen. Oxen just meant that he had um he had some money, he had a means of of, of, of preparing for providing for his family. Do you know that Elisha left his way of life to go follow this man, Elijah? That's the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's in symbolic language. But if you and I know the history, then you and I know, when you and I know the history, then you and I can be able to match the prophecy in the Bible to the history. And I'm going to give you a key point why it's so important to understand the scriptures. The Mozambi Elijah Muhammad said that when he heard Master Farah Muhammad teaching the first time, he tallied up what he was saying with what he knew of the scriptures. If the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad didn't have a knowledge of the scriptures, he would have not been able to do that and see that this is the man who fulfills the second coming of Jesus. You and I cannot get past being not wanting to read. We got to read the scriptures. And if you have a trouble reading, you can now go look at, listen to the Bible on audio book. Here's another question. Check this out. We talk about talking about the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad fulfilling Jesus. And that, that that's that's a whole that's a whole presentation itself on itself. But here's a, I'm going to give you a little nugget, inshallah. Go Google this. What some of you all may know it already. What did Jesus often cast out of people? Demons. Demons. And demons is another way of saying a satanic force, right? Check this out. It says there was a man that they say he was just filled with demons. Like they in the scripture, I mean, there's many scriptures talking about Jesus casting out, but this man was in the tombs. He lived, he was unrestrained with a chain. Whoever, wherever he was put into chains, he shackles, he often was, he snapped the chains, but he was possessed with demons. Look at the scripture being fulfilled right before our people's faces and they don't even realize it. Guess what they call Malcolm X when he was in prison? Red? No. Satan. The death. Satan. He was, he was called Red when he was running the streets of, of, of Detroit and wherever he was, Flint, Mid, whatever. In prison, he was so bad, they called him, they called him Satan. <laughs> Think about that. In prison, you, you a bad man if you go to prison and they give you the nickname Satan. But what transformed him in prison? It wasn't a dictionary. If you read his autobiography, Malcolm said the reason he started reading a dictionary is because he didn't want to write the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad using slang. What's up, cat daddy? So the teachings made him begin to start saying he was writing the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad. He wanted to, it produced in him a spirit to better himself. And guess what transformed him from not being called Satan anymore? The teachings. Is that not a practical example right in our midst of a man casting out Satan in a human being? Right? And all of us who are on this, yes, all of us who are on this call right now, 
If you, the teachers have cast out Satan in us. Check this next scripture out. This, this, I like this scripture right here. John chapter 5, verse 39 through 40. This is the message translation. Listen to what it says. You have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you will find eternal life there. But you miss the forest for the trees. These scriptures are about me. And here I am standing right before you and you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. This is the message translation. I like it. Sometimes it puts it in very clear read. Here is Jesus telling people, man, y'all looking in the Bible, talking about this man that's going to come. And y'all saying he's going to come. He's going to give y'all life. And you think by just reading this Bible, it's going to give you life. But here I am right in front of you and you don't even realize it. You can't see the forest from the trees, meaning you missing a bigger picture. And the reason why they can't see is because they don't understand scripture and their slave master has taught them how to improperly understand scripture and they're looking for it in the past. But he's standing right there in front of them saying, and you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. You praying for Jesus. Oh, Lord, come. And I'm right here. You praying for God. What God, what you going to do? God already came. God has already answered your prayers. He's raised your Moses. He's raised your Aaron. But we can't see it. Key part. I'm going to tell you this. My recommendation, one of the best lectures that help you can understand Jesus and the minister and the messenger is this lecture right here, the four Jesuses. The minister explains various verses in the Bible that could not be talking about the same man. Let me, get, let me give you some examples. There's a scripture, that, like when it talks about Jesus, the son of man, he's going to come from the east to the west where the eagles are surrounding a carcass. That can't be talking about Jesus 2,000 years ago because he never left Palestine. He never left that area. But that Jesus is talking about Master Farah Muhammad coming from the east to the west. Then they read about a Jesus who's going to say, uh, it's expedient that I go away, that the comforter is going to come. Then there's a Jesus that's hanging on a cross who says, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And when he was crying out, the people says he's calling for Elijah. That's the Jesus represents us as a people. We're the Jesus that's on the cross, hands nailed, crown of thorns on our head, feet nailed, and we've been pierced. And we're calling for Elijah. And the people are saying, let's let let's see if Elijah is going to come and save him. This is a key lecture. Don't just watch it one time. Watch it several times. Because when Brother Ben, played, when he played that video clip, earlier, the audio clip, I said, man, it's, that's why it's important to listen. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Harry Belafonte was at the table when these Jewish rabbis gave the minister that 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 chalice. Go with this lecture. I'm going to tell you a study method. I got. I'm going to show you. Get your notepad and write it down. The minister is going to mention some specific scriptures, and then you go read these scriptures. Jesus is the type, but there are five people that come under the name Jesus. And this, I'm going to. You shouldn't listen. Don't jump out. Just jump out to our Christian brothers and sisters. And say they got four Jesus in the scripture. Don't feed the baby meat, meat. Start them with milk. Let's go back to this. So using that principle, you saw how I gave you some, some criteria, descriptions about this, 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 this R&B Messiah who's going to come. And immediately you were able to say, damn, that's talking about Beyonce. 
That's the way we understand scripture. We first have to read the scripture and then we have to look to see where it lines up and how they fulfill it. Here's a question. Why is this important? Why is it important for us to know how these men fulfill scripture? Let me say this. It's not important so that you and I can worship the honorable Elijah Muhammad in the album in the Salouas Farrakhan. It's not meant for us to worship them. One of the major reasons why it is important, brothers and sisters, is that you and I, so that we can know where to look for the guidance from God in his day and time. Imagine the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad. They are like exit signs, E-X-I-T. If a building is catching on fire, what are you looking for? The exit sign, exit. right? The exit. You're looking for somebody to give you guidance. So if you're in the nation of Islam, not in the nation of Islam, pick something in your life. Let's say relationships, because they are, that's all they talk about on social media. Go and listen to lectures by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on relationships and see if the guidance that he gives you won't help. Go listen to what he says about dealing with finances. Go listen to what he says about dealing with family. Go listen to what he says about dealing with health. And we get the guidance. That's another point. I didn't get a chance to mention this. Also, brothers and sisters, the importance of us understanding is because each and every one of you all who are on this call, you have a skill and you have a talent. Remember how it says in the, I opened up in that scripture when it says, as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be during the coming of the son of man. Somebody tell me, what did Noah do? Built the ark. No, built the ark. He built the ark. And what did he get to come on the ark? All of the animals. All of the animals. But check this out. We know, so that means in the last day, it's going to be a man who's going to be building something and he's going to go and get animals. Every animal that Noah got on the ark was meant to help him build the kingdom after the flood. Well, animals just talking about the nature of people, different people. Some people have different things. That means every one of the animals on the ark had a role to play in the, in, in the building of the kingdom of God. So that means the animals that this, the animals, the human beings that this man, this Noah and this modern day time come, all of them have a purpose. If you are a member of the nation of Islam and you're able to see the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad properly, you have a purpose. What are you doing with your talent? What are you doing with your skill? How are you using it to build the, the kingdom of God? Don't we need plumbers? Don't we need mechanics? Don't we need teachers? Don't we need architects? Don't we need firemen? Don't we need people that can deal with children? Don't we need people that can deal with mental health? Don't we need people that are tech savvy? You're being called on this ark and you and I have a purpose. But for many of us, we are burying our talent. And that's another subject. I'm not going to go into that. Let's move on. Here's some of my books. This is a book. When I came into the nation of Islam, I always wanted to know, man, how to study, how to study. And people, I needed something practical. Do this, do this, do that. So I just like a bee went around, researched different things, talked to different people. And it came up, it's called the 38 Practical Methods to Use to Study the Teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It's 38 ways that teach you methods that you can use to learn how to study the teachings. And I've had people that have come up to me and said that they use these principles to even study to get their PhD. Here's another book, Understanding Master Farah Muhammad. 
because I've worked in the school system all my life and I understand I have to deal with children to teach them stuff that they're not interested in. My method, my style is always try to make stuff simple so it can catch people and people can get it. That's the same way I wrote this book with Understanding Masfra Muhammad. Here's another, my, my most recent book. How can they love the fruit but hate the tree that produced it? This shows the influence of the Nation of Islam on, on hip-hop, on the, the Black nationalist movement, on so much stuff. You'll be amazed to see at the root of this movement in the, in the Black community about how to eat to live, it started from the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And there are scholars outside of the nation that say such. Here's another thing. This is from our national secretary. It's, it's there, brothers and sisters. We got to go and we have to go and read the volumes of the book. Our brother on his website, in the volume of the book.com, look at the books that he has, Moses and Aaron. And he goes through it. Get the book. If we want to learn out where they are in the scriptures, get the book. Why does it that in the, in the Holy Quran, Allah tells the prophet, he says, read in the name of thy Lord who is most generous. Generous means God is saying, I'm most generous. I want to give you something. God wants to give each and every one of us something on this call as it relates to his knowledge. But in order to get it, you and I have to read. And if we're not reading, we're not going to get it. Let's go. Questions and answers. So. I know that was a lot. I pray, you know, we could have delved more into the whole thing dealing with G, but I just want to, if you study that lecture, it will help you. And maybe at another time we can go into that. But it's there. It's already there in the lectures of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So that's 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 it, my brother. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I was going too fast. So, brother, so if they have anybody that have questions, how do you do that, brother Ben? Peace, family. If you all have any questions, man, first of all, let's give it up. Put some fire emojis in there for, for brother Willie, man. He made that thing so plain. Listen, if you have a question, y'all know how we do. Just uh, comment the number three. If you have a question right now, he said question. This is not for you to make statements or you can give your feedback. You know, so if you press three, if you want to give feedback, what you got out of it, you know, give a testimony. And if you got a question, uh, start with my question is, okay? Uh, so press the number three if you have a question. Let's start off with Sister Brianna. Okay, y'all can start the fight motion now. I got to read the threes. All right, go ahead, Sister uh, Sister Brianna. Wow. Oh, I sound like a bitch. Word can't even explain. I'm sorry. I just got to give the flowers because, wow, I love this. I am, man, it is terrible to say that I don't have any Bibles, and I assure you I'm buying one today. Because you, and listen, you, you can get a Bible from the Goodwill stores. You get some good Bibles. That's true. That's true. And you know what? The minister furnished his first house with a bunch of Goodwill stuff. So this was amazing. Thank you so much. But my question is, for the people who, who, for our Christian family, who was hard for them to see the prophecy in it. Of course, these will help. Like everything you just gave us will help. But mm -hmm. there are some that say that there are uh, physical evidence of 
what took place, like physical evidence of how the Israel Israelites, or no, no, how the people of Israel are the chosen. I had someone tell me, oh, well, the blood of Jesus was where he was. I'm like, are you serious? That was 2,000 years ago, bro. How they find blood from 2,000 years ago? I mean, hey, science is incredible, but for, for, those, for those people, right, mm-hmm. that are so stuck in, oh, well, the prophecy, just like, what is it? I believe that Moses came after Jesus. Came before Jesus. Before Jesus, right. So so I had someone tell me, yeah, well, since Moses said this, Jesus is that prophecy. You see, he came afterwards. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how can we help them see that other than what you gave us today, because it's beautiful. And I'm telling you, I'm going to study. I am going to study this. I took so many pages of notes. It's ridiculous. But how can we help them see that what they think is prophecy is inaccurate. Good. Great question. I want to go back to this. I'm going to share this screen again, brother. Um, damn, I'm trying to get back on it. I want to share this. This is a key scripture. I'm going to go back to this. Let's spend a little bit more time, right? Okay. Open it up. Oh, shucks. Let me go back. All right. Let me get them. Oops. Here we go. Let me go back. I'm going to go back to the scripture because it's key. And this is going to go right to what you were saying. And it's good to have that discussion with them. And look, these are key scriptures. All right. One. So for those people, to your part, those people who say, well, there was evidence that the children of Israel were in Egypt thousands of years ago. Okay. Let's say that that is the case. So you, and this is how you did it. So you're saying that the people in Israel, they were actually in Egypt 4,000 years ago. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, look at Deuteronomy 18. Moses is saying that in the later days to come, God God told him that he's going to raise up one just like him. In the later days, will raise. That means future tense. So if they're already saying that this happened, then... In the Bible, then God is saying it's going to happen again. So if it's going to happen again, then the question is, who is this one that's like Moses? So like you said, they'll say Jesus. Okay, if they say if it's Jesus, then I want to ask you this, dear brother and sister, if you said it's Jesus, did Jesus speak with a stammering tongue? Uh, uh, uh No. Did um, Jesus um, have an errand? Uh, no, he didn't have like that. So then that's where it goes. When you go back to start lining up, if, if Jesus is the one like Moses, then that means Jesus has to fit all of those descriptions. The other part, see Luke, when I'm reading Luke 28 and Luke, Matthew 24, they're saying in the days to come, but as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be during the coming of the son of man. So that, that's talking about in the last days. So if that's the case, where's the, I would ask them, where's the man that's like Noah today? Where's the man warning the people about a great flood? Where's the man that's gathering all of these different people? And then you begin to start questioning, sister, brother, you really think a man went all over the world gathering two animals of each kind? Do you know that there's some animals on certain continents or nowhere else? The African elephant is only in Africa. So did, Moses, did, did, did Noah just go there? And then begin to get them to see. But same thing with Luke. It's talking about in this later time, in this later time, in this later time. 
All we can do is deliver a clear message. Once you, Brother Jabril said this, once you have made known your, your position and they still don't want to bend on it, you've done your job. You've done your job, right? So those are the things I'll tell you. This, this scripture, Deuteronomy 18, and go and read about what scholars say about this. Do, see what the Christians say about Deuteronomy 18. See what the Muslims say. All of them talk about this is talking about one that's going to come. They say it's talking about Jesus. They say it's talking about Muhammad. But then if it is, if they believe that it's talking about Jesus and Muhammad, then that means Jesus and Muhammad have to have the same circumstances that Moses had. I hope I was clear on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your question, Sister Brianna. I'm sorry, Sister Shireen. I miss your three in the, in the heat of the fire. So uh, you uh, go ahead, Sister Shireen. Assalamualaikum and thank you so much. Um, so my question is, how do I prioritize my studies of the teaching, um, my study for work? So my I'm a middle school teacher for math, but I have to pass, pass my um, licensing exam, and then. So my, my issue is I'm trying to balance studies of the teaching, my study for work, using my skills to do for self, finding the gifts that Mr. Farrakhan said that we all got in us. Um, um, like I'm, I'm trying to do everything, but I'm getting overwhelmed because I don't have a system. So because there's so much that I'm trying to nurture and perfect and grow and serve. And I'm, you know, I'm going to the mosque and I'm trying to help in the community. And, I'm, you know, uh, so I feel like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent at anything because I'm trying to do everything. So I don't know what to stop and what the and, you know. I'll tell you this. For one, you have to prioritize. You got to sit down and don't allow don't allow your day to happen to you, but you make you happen to the day. What I mean by that, when you like when you get ready to go to bed, sit down and jot down tomorrow. Th th these are the things I'm going to do. Look at your time and look at what you have. Right. As it relates to study, you know, really times believers, we miss a, a, we miss the opportunity that we have to study if, by not getting up in the morning for prayer. If we got up in the morning for Fajr prayer, that can be our study time. Mm. And here's a method that I will tell you for, for, for study. I call it the Messiah method. It's based upon in the Holy Quran when Allah says the Messiah is going to be taught the book, the gospel, the Torah, and the wisdom. So that's the Quran, that's the Torah, that's the gospel, and the wisdom. I take the wisdom out of the body of knowledge of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad that he was given. You can get apps or go online or even on Twitter that say the Bible verse of the day, the Quranic verse of the day, right? So just say, I'm going to read a verse from the Bible a day. I'm going to read a verse or a chapter of the Bible a day. I'm going to read a verse or a chapter or a section from the Holy Quran, right? That satisfy you reading the, the Torah and the gospel, which is the Bible, the book, the Quran, 
And then as it relates to the wisdom, you can say, I'm going to read just one page of the message of the black man or whatever the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad's books. Or I'm going to just read a few paragraphs, right? Or what you can do to substitute that is this on your way to work. You got to think about the times that we have that we are not taking advantage of. When we're driving in a car, could that not be study time? Could we not put on the, uh, could not we say on the way to work? I'm, I know sometimes we want to listen to music. I like to do it too. And I'm glad somebody just made something. It's just to say every little bit counts. It made me think about in the lessons. God told him, Elijah Muhammad, it says that this can be done with little study. Right? So what you do is on the way to work, if you got a 15 minute drive, say I'm going to use five minutes of that drive to listen to the final call radio. Aren't you listening to the minister? Or when you're sitting at your lunch break, you got a 30 minute lunch break. I'm going to find a lecture by the minister and this is going to be the lecture I'm going to listen to all month and I'm going to do it in 10 minutes. Every day or every every day I'm going to listen to 10 minutes of this lecture. And that's how we got to begin to start doing it. See, we brothers and sisters have to also internalize this message of the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad. When we say we are gods, then as Master Farah Muhammad is controlling the universe, the sun and the nine planets, we have to bring the things in our life into orbit. And we have to do that by by planning out our day. I'm going to get up at 4.30, from 4.30 to 5, 4.30 to 4.50, I'm going to study. Portion of the Quran, portion of the Bible, something from the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad, something from the minister. Then I'm gonna get ready to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get ready for prayer. Or I say my prayers, or you may pray afterwards. Then you get ready for your job when you're at work. If you've done your studies in the daytime and before prayer, then you can use the rest of the time to go and study for whatever else you need to go and study for. Somebody said this: time management. Go and pick up a book that talks about time management, and then see where we are not managing our time. Yes, sir. I, I would like to add to that, that uh, Brother Malik, our student minister, says something similar. Studying is intentional. If you have something that you have a weakness in, go find a book or something specifically that deals with that. If I have a problem with relationships, I need to study specifically a book on relationship. If it's time man management, a book on that. If it's how to study, go learn how to study. And if we look at our lives and, and check and see, you know, are we studying that which uh, we are weak at? You know, we don't have a lot of time, a lot of hours uh, put into that. And also, bro, witness to the uh, driving and listening to the lectures for years. I didn't listen to any music. I only listened to the podcast and the lectures and things of that nature. And if you go to far, put in Farcon 24 slash seven. There's a YouTube channel I've been listening to for years at this point. He literally streams the minister 24-7. So I fall asleep to that. And oftentimes, you never know. Like, it's going into your subconscious mind. But sometimes I may be half asleep and the minister will say something. I'll wake up because it was something like, oh, I never heard him say that before. And every time he's playing a lecture, the lecture title is on the video. So what I do, I get up screenshot it put the phone back down and i you know close my eyes again and then the next day or whatever i study the lecture in full to get the context so try listening to them on your way to sleep while you're cleaning while you're washing dishes as they said just uh you know get it in that way uh and another thing there's a this other part 
utilize TikTok and Instagram. There's some believers on TikTok and Instagram. All they do is have brief clips of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. We, you, you know, we on social media. So just say, I'm going to watch one video clip of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. There's the brother, brother Hamza. I think I can't think of his yeah. name. Or whoever, brother Ben, a lot of people, the scissors, there's sisters who do it. I'm going to watch one clip. That's part of the study. And then after you do it in your mind, what did question yourself? What did I learn from that clip? And that's a part of studying. Like, like brother Ben said, it sees being put in our mind. Go ahead and raise your hands because I can't keep up with the threes by scrolling all the way up. So just go ahead and raise your hand. Uh, if you have um, a question, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, because it is show up on the thing. If you don't know how to do that, it should be, um, I think you click more reactions and then hand raise, but you should be able to raise your hand uh, some type of way because I can't keep up with all the threes on this one. How may I call in? So if you guys want to come directly on the Zoom call, if you guys are on YouTube or Facebook, always go to brotherbenlinks.com. There's going to be a top button up there, and it's going to say, you know, hit this button, and it's going to open up your text messages, and you text the word NATION to 833-276-7174, and it'll send you the Zoom link in the passcode. All right, we have uh, Reese Hall with the question. Assalamu alaikum, family. Assalamu uh, you mentioned, um, well, basically my question is, um, I have, I'm a software engineer and I'm a developer. Um, and I feel like I haven't really been walking in my purpose in regards to doing more for the nation, doing more for, um, what you even spoke about here today. Um, my question is how do, do I go about getting connected to, um, anyone that I can kind of just assist with that overall mission pushing us forward? Okay, I will say this. You studying in school and getting the criteria, the qualifications that you're doing, you are preparing to help the nation. So one, continue that because we're going to need, what do you say, you, you software tech, what do you, what do, you do? Are you software, uh, software engineering, correct. Software. So we're going to need that. So for one, see what you're doing when you're going to school, use it as motivation and say, I'm learning this so that I can help my nation and help my people. That's one thing. The second thing, some stuff that you can do right now with the honorable, if you, whatever city you're in, Brother Ben, you can get that information to Brother Ben and he can connect you to somebody in the city and you can see why you're a college student, how you can help, you know. See, there are multiple ways. Helping, brother, is if you, if you, if you, if you take one of these YouTube clips or one of these TikTok clips or whatever and send it to some people, if you see a flyer, that's in that's advertising the mosque meeting in your city and you shed a fly it's one thing for us as believers to shed a fly but imagine you sharing it to your network you're helping you see what i'm saying you are helping definitely finish get that get that education and then you can take that skill and see how you can help us because we we need we need software development we need our own uh platforms as well you see what i'm saying and then connect with the local mosque or study group that's in your city and find out how you can help and how you can help. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying mosque number one um, here in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Do you know Brother Troy? Uh, no, sir. Listen to me. Give brother, give brother Ben your information, Brother Ben. Give it to me. And you definitely want to hook up with Brother Troy. He's a very forward thinking brother. And there are many ways that you can help. You coming out on a Sunday, sitting in a mosque meeting, hearing a lecture. You're helping. You're telling people 
Hey, you you get you go to the mines. Hey, man, I'm gonna get some final calls. I'm gonna go give them out to people. You're helping, and what you're doing in school is helping, man. We need people that's with skill. We gotta build a nation. Yes, sir. And uh, I just put our Telegram link inside of the Zoom call. Make sure you join the Telegram. Uh, anybody who wants to learn, get more information, find out where buildings are and things of that nature. This is where we dialogue and network inside of that Telegram. Uh, before many people start to leave, I want to put something in the chat because I know y'all got a lot of great stuff from Brother Willie. And, uh, you know, we we, we not going to be Negroes over here in the power call. So uh, we received this good knowledge and value. Let's go to his link tree and donate to our mosque number 46 and support Brother Willie and the mosque there in New Orleans. If y'all can give what you can, because this is some good news. I mean, this replay uh, is going to be amazing. He gave us I mean, he made it plain for a fool to understand. So make sure, Brother Wesley, if you can put that inside the telegram as well. Let's go click on that link and go down to the donate, brother. I mean, the donate button and uh, give as well. OK, uh, next up, we have. Uh, Brother Samuel, if y'all can put your hands down after your question has been answered so that other people can get in line. Uh, Brother Samuel. Assalamu alaikum, brothers. Assalamu my brother. Good seeing We got to talk, my brother. I ain't forget. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, but I had a question about Brother Jabril mentioned types, right? And you really gave us a great example of how to really analyze a specific type. But you went beyond types to the details, right? But can you speak to types um, when it comes to proving the identity of Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Master Father Muhammad, and Honorable Isfarakhan? Um, the value of types and what that means. Can you do that? Uh, in regard, when I when I think about types, I'm, I'm thinking about just the people that's in the scripture who are signs of the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who they who who they fulfill them. So. Abraham, Abraham met with God. The Mosaic Elijah Muhammad met with God. Do you know, brothers and sisters, even in the scripture, there is evidence from a biblical standpoint to show that the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad did not give a command for Malcolm X to be killed. If you go and study the story of David and his son Absalom, where 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 he, well, where, where David told his soldiers, when y'all find my son Absalom, don't do him anything. So it's about first, you we have to un, we have to know the who, what, when we have to know the scripture. We got to know the stories. And then after knowing the stories, we have to know the history of the nation of Islam. And then if we do it, we'll begin to start seeing it. But remember what I said in one of my books, I asked the question in my book, How to Study. Where would we have been if the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad did not have any knowledge of the Bible when he heard Master Farah Muhammad? Oh. Mm. See, he was oh. able to hear when he he said he tallied up what he was saying with the scriptures. So we have to know the scriptures, the basic who, what, when, and why. In my How to Study book, there's a summary activity that does that I say you should use after reading that helps us to remember what we have read. Wow, that's deep. Thank you, brother. Same for your question. We have somebody, Thank brother, you. brother, uh, brother, uh, uh, um, man, I don't know. <laughs> got brother Willie who asking, uh, do you have a cash app? Do you have cash yes. app? Um, uh, let me put it. And remember, family, if y'all got a question, raise your hand. I can't. I'm gonna miss the threes. Raise your hand. There is a uh, there, there is a um. I think you hit more reactions and raise your hand if you have a question. 
Raise your hand if you have a question. Uh, you got uh, cash out, Brother Willie? Yeah, I'm typing it in the uh, which one call it right now. All right, next hand I see is Sister Robin. Assalamualaikum. Praise be to Allah. Um, you talked about how the the Muslims are looking for Muhammad to come and the Christians are looking for Jesus to come. Um, is there any way possible that those two can be one and the same, the Jesus of the Bible and the Muhammad of the Quran? And can you expound a little bit on that? Well, no, that's a fact. That is it. Remember, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said on numerous times that Muhammad and Jesus are the same. When they say hallelujah and all praises due to Allah, it's the same man. One, one worthy of praise and one praise much. It's just that Satan has divided the world of religion. So when we read the scripture, most of them are reading the scripture. The Christians are only looking for Jesus. The, the Muslims over in the Middle East are only looking for Muhammad. But remember the Messiah in the Holy Quran, he comes with knowledge of the, the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Quran, and the wisdom. That's us. So we are being able to see see them in 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 there we see we're, we're the ones that's letting everybody know that listen this all is talking about the same man but from a different angle right so it's all are talking about it in the writings of the most Elijah muhammad in the book message to the black man i think not the answer to the critics i think one of them is misinterpretation or something he talks about how he is that muhammad and brother ben i gotta remember i gotta send that to you he talks about that but it is there, there, there are some circumstances where it is talking about the Jesus of 2,000 years ago, the Muhammad of 1,400 years ago, but there are some circumstances where it's talking about all of the same man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Next up, yes, we got sir. Sister Tiana. Yes, thank you. My patience was running out, family. No, but um, that was a powerful message, and um, I, I just want to start by saying... Um, Thank you for that. And I don't know how many um, brothers and sisters that are not registered in, in, in the mosque are in here today. But um, I recently just stood up, but my family is uh, has been in the Nation of Islam for many years. So um, I'm here in Georgia and um, my concerns are what exactly is being done actively to... Um, unite our people, unite our families, and um, just get the teachings out. Of course, you could lead them to the water, but you can't make them drink. That's what they always say. And that is true. So we're not necessarily going to like uh, beat it in our uh, family's head. Like if they don't see it um, in that timely fashion that we want them to see it. So we, you know, I just want to be a part of sharing the message and um, and actively doing things in the community and um, making it making some action take place because um, I I see uh, a lot of stagnant energy and um and a lot of preaching and a lot of lecturing but um uh, not enough. Uh, action is being taken place and I don't want to offend anybody but I just want us to actually do do some things at this point. so um, 
in Atlanta. And I, I'm r- registering right now in the uh, in Atlanta mosque. So um, I don't know who's here right now in um, in Georgia, but I want to connect with them and um, do everything that needs to be done as far as registering and my teachings Saturday and attending on on Sunday as well. Great is a great question. Well, the first thing as believers that we are required to do is to deliver a clear message, right? That is with the word of God, teaching what, sharing what, what we have that helped to first get us to, to raise up. So that's the first thing. But in addition to what you said, yes, we also have to begin to start um, doing building stuff and doing more, right? Some people may not come into the ranks, but at least if they can come into contact with the teachers of the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad and experience an elevated consciousness, that's beneficial because you're starting to see that. Like, for example, in the city of New Orleans, there's a brother, he's not in the nation. He just opened up a lounge. It's the only non-alcoholic lounge in this city that is built upon alcohol. And when I went to the thing, he says even the paint that they bought off the wall, that even the paint that they use to paint the wall is from a Black-owned business. Is that not what the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad encouraged us to do, to do for self and support self? When you seeing on television these, where they're having these reports that now more and more Black parents are homeschooling their children, is that not what we've been asked to do? So we have to begin to be able to understand, to be able to see an elevation of consciousness and see that's what we want them to do. And sometimes we are missing the growth of our people because they don't have a suit and a bow tie on or they don't have a garment on. But what about their thinking, right? So spreading the word and elevating the conscious. And here's the thing that I, I want to say for us to do. I, I touched on this, but I didn't get into it when I talked about how some of us are hiding our talent. God has given each and every one of us a gift. What are we doing with that gift? Here in the city of New Orleans, one of the things that we tried to do is this. There is a brother in our mosque who has a wealth of experience with drug uh, rehab, drug rehabilitation. So, you know, we did. We got him created a service for the mosque so that when people come to have drug addiction or, or any type of addictive behaviors, we can direct them to them. There are people in the city in these cities who are lawyers why not say i'm going to give a certain amount of hours every month to give some legal counsel to our people in the community there are people who are who are nurses on this call why not say i'm going to create a service for the mosque where people can come on my mosque or study group where they can come and get at least their blood pressure checked this is the way where we have to begin to start doing start taking some of what we have and start putting it into services and that way, we're not just teaching. We're not just giving a message. We're teaching in a sense, but we're doing it with action. So I don't exactly. know what action. I don't know what skill or talent that you have. Like for example, <laughs> check this out. A brother contacted me last this week, and he's a barber. So he says, "Man, I want to do something around barbering to contribute to the mosque." I say, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to create a flyer because he wanted to just do. I'm gonna give free haircuts." I said, "Man, our people have money." So I ain't going to let you just, you got your time. I said, but this is what we'll do. We will allow where you will give a certain amount of haircuts a month and it will be based upon, the. we'll give them the opportunity to give for the haircut what they want to give. 
Some people might say, I want to give a dollar. Some people might say, I want to give $5. And the reason why I'm doing that is because we're doing that because sometimes we can get into this work of resurrection and we make it into a welfare system. And we handicap our people. And people don't value something that they just give for free. So my point of it is, that's another service that we're about to do as it relates to with him cutting hair. So find out with other believers what service you can create. And you're in Atlanta, you are in the you are in the region under Brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad, who is a doer. Whatever ideas that you have, actually have a meeting with him and say, "This is what I want to do," and you will find yourself being utilized. I want to uh, play something following that up from the Honorable Minister, <coughs> Minister Lewis Farrakhan as well. And it kind of goes in line with your lecture about Pharaoh. Check this out. Pharaoh has already let you go. But it is you who have not let Pharaoh go. This is, this is why you are crippled. Because you think you cannot walk without your former slave master. And if your former slave master don't help you, you don't think there's any help for you. Even though you talk God, you live in fear of your former slave masters and their children. So he said, even though we talk God, we live in fear of our former slave masters and our children. Some are just some of us just fear of doing action. Some of us fear doing what we already know to do. So when whenever someone asks me that question, I say start with self. The minister, uh, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that self-improvement is the basis for community development. The honorable Elijah Muhammad said you never have to condemn a dirty glass just put a clean one next to it. So the more we utilize the teachings and first improve myself, then I use the teaching for my family. Then my family is going to be able to spread out and I can do more things for the community. And as I'm cleaning myself up, I'm able to help my brother clean somebody up. And then he's clean. And it's like a whole process. And I will start with our gifts. Master Far Muhammad said, accept your own and be yourself. So whatever gift we have, let's make sure that we are first using it to the best of our ability. First action, uh, speaking, uh, going to the people to me, this is just brother Ben speaking is an action. When you got people that scared to talk about the Jews, when you got people scared to uh, mention, uh, cause they're going to be afraid of being labeled as an anti-Semite. That is the action that we need. Where will we be? If the honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't just speak, where will we be if the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan didn't speak? He said, we must hurt first have a spiritual resurrection. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and message to the black man said, my mission is to give life to the dead mentally and spiritually. So once we wake up mentally and spiritually, now the black man knows who he is as a God. The black woman knows who she is as a God. Now what God has already put in them, now they have the desire and will to go execute and do something. But that first starts with self. So we must go out and take that word. This can be a final call newspaper. We got the final call newspaper. That's an action when those brothers are standing out on that. I know we we don't minimize it and you know films and everything done made it all uh, bow tie wearing niggas, but that's something when you got how to eat to live in here when our people are dealing with uh, obesity.
That's something when a brother has the phone call newspaper and he got how to eat to live in here when our people are dealing with uh, uh, health issues, heart disease. If they ate better, they would be living better. That phone call talks about uh, health. It talks about business. It talks about what people are doing all over the world. It talks about conferences. Save his day. Got black people coming in to uh, do black economics and all these black vendors there. So I would say that is the first uh, action that we have is, is being willing to take that word to somebody's door, posting it on our Instagram. That's an action. How many people have now known the teachings? Look at how many people on this call due to social media. How many times are we posting on our Instagram? Not just posting us, posting the minister, posting a word, posting a message that will resurrect them. How many times are we posting on our Facebook, our TikTok, our YouTube? These are all things that we got control over. We can't force them to listen. We can't force them to change. But we got to first look at all the resources I have. And am I fully doing what I can to really get this word that changed me? And I'll end with this. The minister during one of our FOI classes, he has a, in one of our books, he says, you know, it's power in the word because it was the word that got you to change. Did nobody put no gun to our head or come build a business to get us to stop eating pork? It was a word. Did nobody get us to clean up and stop doing smoking and drinking and killing and robbing? Did nobody come build something per se? Come, you know, put us in the chokehold physically and say, you better stop doing this. No, we heard a word. So first is the word. And once we get the word and have that spiritual, spiritual resurrection, I think we will start to build more things physically. But it does, I think, start with the word. Uh, let's go to uh, Fahim. Fahim is up next. Assalamualaikum to the room. Assalamualaikum, brother Ben. Thanks for letting me speak on the platform, brother Willie. You had mentioned a book, an original man, the life and times of Elijah Muhammad, and you said it was a poison book. Mm -hmm. Two questions, um, or really one question with two parts. What makes this book poison specifically, and also how do we then classify any book as poisonous? Thank you, sir. Great question, man. One, what makes it poison is the lies that it has in it, right? But, you know, so there's some historical stuff you can get out of the book and, and, and it's like, OK, that's good. But to me, it's poisonous because of the lies that it says about the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And it's interesting. I was reading another book by this brother who had he had. You if you in the nation of Islam, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that Master Rob Muhammad had gave him 104 books to read. Right. And. Most of the books were about the life of Prophet Muhammad. And the messenger had let the, he, in some of his writings and speakings, he mentioned some of the titles of the books. So this brother had found out one of the titles about the life of Prophet Muhammad, by, it was by some uh, European who wrote it. And he wanted to order the books so that the believers would have access to it. And the Mosai Elijah Muhammad told him, no, don't do that. He said, because in that book, it has lies about the prophet. And he said that some of the believers may not have the knowledge on how to how to decipher the truth from the falsehood. And the Muslim Elijah Muhammad went further to say, he said, don't promote any book that's not 100 percent Islam. Right. So if we are if we study and if we've been sitting amongst the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and really studying, we can go through those books and see the lies from the truth. You see what I'm saying? So if it it's poison, if it has anything that's a lie about 
the servant of God is, is poison. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Great question, too. Brother Antoine. You gotta unmute yourself, brother Antoine. Oh, your audio isn't connected, uh, brother Antoine. You gotta uh, maybe at the bottom left of your phone hit connect audio, and it should start to connect. You should see something called connect audio. Your audio isn't connected. All right. Anybody else have anything they would like to share? Even if y'all want to give a testimonial, give feedback, let the brother know how he did. You can raise your hand and just share that also as well. Sister Brianna, uh, let's let's do the the hand raise. I saw the three, but let's practice doing the hand raise. Apologies. Yeah, apologies. You know what? My first question was terrible, so we got a better question. <laughs> Your first so, question wasn't terrible? Eh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so my question is, uh, and I'll praise you so much for this call because wow, it was just phenomenal. And for the record, I gave away my Bibles. I, I didn't just out here have none. I gave them away. I should have kept one for myself. But, <laughs> but anywho, who? Of course, everything can be told by Scripture. And when I study and learn and know these like the back of my hand, it'll be way better to get this across. But and of course, you don't argue truth, right? We don't debate uh, the truth. But I always have people telling me, like, well, we don't believe in the same God. I'm like, well, that's not true. Right? And then I give the analogy that 5 plus 2 is 7, 6 plus 1 is 7, 3 plus 4 is 7. We're all getting the 7. That's one God. But there are some people that swear up and down that we don't believe in the same God. Or, like, they'll take, like, let's just say, like, Malcolm X's words when he went off the deep end a little bit, right? <laughs> and and um, talk down on the honorable Elijah Muhammad XYZ. But really, it's like, how, what do you say other than showing them scriptures, which, which I know would be the best way? But like, what do you say to someone who swears, like, we don't believe in the same God? Hmm. Great question. The key thing is, we can't Ooh. allow people to dictate to us how we're going to respond to their questions. Like, how is some like how is somebody going to have a discussion with me about we don't believe in the same God and then be opposed to me using scripture to show that we God is one. Right. Like, for example, when they talk about we don't believe I look at it like how is it that in the Holy Quran you have the same servants of God mentioned? You have Jesus mentioned, you have Moses mentioned, you have Aaron mentioned, you have Noah mentioned. How is that in the Quran if, if it's a different God? You see what my point? So they can't, You how can you have a discussion? How can they want to have a discussion about God and then say, don't include God's word? That's not my word, not that word, but this is God's word, right? And see what some people, when they talk about, uh, when when you look at the Bible Minister Louis Farrakhan said this, if you look at all of these religions, you strip away the same thing. All of us want to have a place that's free of violence. All of them teach prayer. All of them teach fasting. All of them teach abstaining from sin. So, okay, that's what we're going to be in accord with. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to work with, we're going to work with that. In the Holy Quran, Allah says in the Quran, here's a, he says that, call him by the best of names. Well, he says that there are many names that he goes by. Some people say Jehovah, some people say Jah, but we know when we say Allah, 
That's all of the names of God all wrapped in one and is it is is in, is is all capsulized when we say Allah. So with them, if you're dealing with somebody like that when they want to don't want to agree with what scripture say, then they they to me they really they they really are not sincere cuz how you want to have a discussion about whether we believe in the same God or not and then you saying we can't go by with, with, with scripture and I think the example that you use Three plus four and all of that God is known by names I'll just settle and say listen At least you and I do know that there is a supreme power Outside of us that's controlling this And we may not believe And uh, you may you may differ in regards of what we call them Then I understand But at least we all know that there is a supreme being If, if that answers your question To the best of my ability But let me check this out, though. Check this out. Isn't it interesting how people can argue about us not believing in the same God, but you'll never hear people start arguing about we 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 getting our butts kicked by a different devil. Unless we say the Caucasian, if like if take away us saying the Caucasian is a devil, you don't hear people arguing. So you don't hear people arguing about, man, the devil that's whipping your behind. That's not the devil that's whipping my behind. You can go. I can go and talk about the devil in the church or in a, anywhere in a synagogue and nobody will raise their hand. That's evidence that Satan has de has deceived us. We can agree on Satan being the same, but not when it comes to God. That's crazy. All right. Next up, we have brother Antoine. You can uh, you should be heard down. Got to unmute yourself. Gotta unmute yourself. Uh salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. How you doing, brothers? I'm um I'm gonna tell you guys a real live true story, and it's gonna be very short, and it's on the subject matter. Um there's a brother named um Marcel Jackson here in Detroit. I'm sorry, um, can you hear me? Yes, sir. At this time, due to the due to the time constraints we have in the in the things, do you have a question? And we can start with the question first. Yes, sir. Well, the question is, brother, brother Willie, I really love what you, you're doing, but I would like to also want to know, are you also tapping into how the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is in movies? It is in movies. They show it in movies so much. And sometimes I believe that that will capture some of the young folks in these audience and wake them up just a little bit more. If we show the parallels of how these movies incorporate the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. And in, in, in short, yes. Like, uh, what was this movie with Nicolas Cage? It's called uh, Awakening. That movie right there bears witness to what we are taught about the, uh, the the will. You look at the movie The Matrix. The Matrix. Yes, sir. You look at, uh, yeah, definitely with movies. And as a as a as a teacher as an educator, I always try to look for different examples in movies. Something a rapper may have said to start there. And to bring our people to the understanding, so you 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 are uh you are you are you are, you are correct you are correct. Like I just watched the movie Air about Michael Jordan and Nike. I said that's what I would use to really show people how we 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 are the reason these some of these brands uh many of these brands are the way that they are. Look, they start the movie off. Nike was getting pressured by Adidas. Because Run DMC, the rap group, had made a whole song for free talking about my Adidas. And they, 
And when they went and got, when you go and watch that movie, if you take Michael Jordan away from Nike, Nike would not be the powerhouse that it is now. That relates to the scripture. Uh, Lazarus at the rich man table. He holding up the, the man table. They rely on us. So in short, yes, my brother, I, I agree with you said. Uh, I also wanted to add, going back to something that, uh, speaking of action and something that we could do, uh, especially as for our, our youth, I wanted to share a tweet from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This is what he stated. He says, young people will follow us if they know that we are for their success and we are willing to share with them the knowledge of our life experience so that they won't make the mistakes that we have made starting from scratch. Now, we know a lot of people are striving to find out you know, how to get it out the mud or where do I begin? Where do I start? One of the action steps is, is to get close and up to our youth and share with them from our life experience what we have gone through, mistakes we've made, uh, success that we have made to give them a better uh, start. So if they know that we love them, like uh, I think Captain Dennis once said, you know, people don't care how much, you know, they just want to know how much you care. So if you can show them that we truly care for their success and share some of the mistakes that we've made, according to the minister and that type of knowledge, they will follow us. So that's the action. And then, you know, when it comes to like our, our young people, the minister said that that uh, the answer to our prayers are born through a woman. So a lot of the things that we want, they're coming and being answered through the, the youth. So we can't necessarily always tell them, hey, do this, do that. Because look at modern times, you know, they on, they in the metaverse, they in Web 3, and you as an adult or elder may not be on that. But if you, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told the minister, hey, don't worry about how I'm saying it, worry about what I'm, you put it in your fine language. So if we can give them a foundation and principles, they're going to be able to do so much more with it that we couldn't even imagine. So if we tell them to do something, it's going to be based on our level of knowledge and what we think. But they may put it on a cell phone. They put it in the metaverse. They spread it far and wide. And we didn't even think of those ideas. So if we can just share the principles and the experience, the failures, the success with them and let them know that we have, you know, uh, good, good interest for their future. That's a part of that action step as well, I believe. Uh, Sister Shireen got another question. Where are you? Excuse my New Orleans. Where are you? 
and I would say, I said, <laughs> I, I, and I and I'll say, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you, brother Ben. I don't want to tell you where I am. Then Ben would be like, well, how you want me to help you? He can't help me if I don't want to be honest about where I am. And we cannot allow ourselves to be helped if we don't want to be honest about where we are as it relates to our understanding about various aspects of our teaching. If we don't see the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad in scripture, and we're struggling to see the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad as being Moses, we're going to be struggling to see him as Jesus. And I'm going to say this, sister. Most of us struggle with that because we don't see him as Jesus. Check this out. Many of us came into the nation of Islam out of the world of Christianity, and we believe that Jesus lived, and we ain't even had, we ain't, we rarely attended church. We only went during uh, Easter and some Sundays when Big Mama Mama made us get out of church, but we believed it, right? So what? if we believed it then with no knowledge, how is it that we're struggling with it now? And I will put forth Put forward. The struggle is we don't see him as Jesus. So here's some. Here's a very basic scripture where we will start. St start studying Elijah of the Bible. Study Elijah in the Book of Malachi. Study Elijah in the Book of Kings. If we say that he is Elijah in the Book of Malachi and Elijah in the Book of Kings. Do you know what they say about that Elijah in the Old Testament? They said that that Elijah never died and he was taken up into a whirlwind. So how are we going to say, I believe that that's Elijah Muhammad when we say in the book of Malachi. I believe that that's Elijah in the first king, first book, the, the first book of Kings chapter 19. Well, what about Elijah who was taken up in a whirlwind? Right. You know, we did a study here in our city of New Orleans. We did a demographics survey where we put out some stuff. And one of the things we asked the believers to see what books they had, because we just take it for granted. We think people coming in, we see somebody with a bow tie on. We see somebody with a headpiece. We see them drilling and all of this stuff. They got their uniform. And we think that they have message to the black man. We think that they have the Quran. We think that they have fall of America. When we did that survey and we looked at what books the believers had, guess what was the least? Well, guess what book in the city of New Orleans at that time the believers did not have? Is it possible that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is physically alive? So if we are struggling with that aspect, ask the person, do you have that book? No, I don't have that book. Well, could it be? that that may be the reason why you're not strong in this understanding. Because this is the same book, aspects of that book is the same thing that was given to the most, that was given to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by Brother Jabril that helped bring him into that understanding. So if, what, what, if the contents of that book helped him, do you think the contents of that book can also help you? So I repeat, study Elijah of the Bible. They can even study Moses. There was a part of Moses' mission where Moses was taken away from the people. Elijah of the Bible, book of Malachi, the book of Kings. Get the book. Is it possible that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is physically alive? And the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan in some notes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that. 
But I'll, I'll, I'll just give you that part. And that should help them. But we got to study. Going back to this. In the book of Revelations, go and read Revelations chapter 5. Read Revelations chapter 5. In Revelations chapter 5, it said that the Lamb, who is the Lamb of God, appeared to be slain. Define the word appeared. Go read in the Holy Quran where, where God, Allah is speaking, not Prophet Muhammad. Allah says that I'm going to take you. They thought they killed him and they killed him not. So here we go. We got the scriptures and we got the, if it's a script, who is fulfilling the, the role of Jesus? I think from my experience in talking with the believers, the struggle has been we are not as we still don't have that clarity as in relating that he is that Jesus. If you say he's the Jesus in the most Elijah Muhammad in the theology of time, he says, I'm the lamb of the book. I'm the lamb that you read about in the book. Then if he's the lamb, then that means he's that lamb that was appeared to be slain. I know there was a lot. I hope that helped. Praise be to Allah. Uh, we got Sister Lita. Sister Lita, you can unmute yourself. Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. I wouldn't recommend preaching to people that really not do. I wouldn't be arguing with them. Uh, that's, that's a waste of energy. Uh, you know, their ego comes up. They don't want you telling them nothing. I'll tell you how I was attracted. Sister, I was on a job. I was deep into Sister Leader. Can you hear? Yes, sir. This section right here is Q and A. So if you can start where my question is, because uh, we already over two hours. So maybe Monday we can come on and we're gonna do a, okay. a brief of you know what everybody thought. You know, uh, but my question is would be uh, how we want to start. Okay, my question is where can I find Brother Willie's book on studying? Assalamualaikum. You go to. You can go to you can go to our website mosque m o s q u e. I'm gonna put it in the uh, in the chat mosque s q u e forty six dot o r g. Or you can go to Amazon and just type in Willie Muhammad books. Amazon and just type in Willie Muhammad. You'll see, you'll see the books. There it is, family. And also, I'm going to put the link for all for those who may have came in a little late or if you missed it. Here is the donate link. Uh, we got a lot of knowledge from Brother Willie. Uh, as soon as I text him, he was excited. He accepted the call immediately. Uh, this is his time. Uh, so if you guys can donate to uh, Brother uh, Willie's mosque. Number 46 there in, in, in New Orleans, uh, just to show gratitude for what he has given us today. For those who are wondering, uh, yes, it is recorded every morning. For y'all didn't know, it's streamed on my Facebook and YouTube as well. So if y'all ever want to go check out the replays, they're all on my YouTube. Uh, I also upload them to like Apple Podcasts. So if you guys want to listen while you're driving, they're on Spotify where you can just listen to the audio or you can go listen in on YouTube. Just type in Brother Ben X and they're going to be under a playlist called The Power Call 
Or if you go to my YouTube, make sure you click live. So you're going to see like videos, shorts, click live. All of our, all of our calls every morning <clears throat> are streamed on YouTube for you guys to go replay and study. Okay. How about those Android users? Uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can go to Spotify. <laughs> Spotify got a uh, Android. So I thank you all for uh, tuning in this morning. Thank you again, Brother Willie, for coming on and blessing thank us you with your presence and your presentation. And we'll see y'all Monday, every Monday uh, through Friday, 8 a.m. Same Zoom link and passcode, everybody. Assalamu alaikum. Make salam.